Hi, I'm Debbie Georgias. Welcome to my show, America Can We Talk. Today we're going to talk about Drew Brees and his Bible battle, climate cult iced, CNN climate debate versus reality, and finally China forces a communist celebration. And of course, I'll tell you why these stories matter to you. Stay tuned. Debbie Georgiatis, host of America Can We Talk, is an author, attorney, and political analyst whose mission is to inspire the American political conversation about preserving liberty in the best country on earth. And welcome again to America Can We Talk. I'm Debbie Georgiatis. There was an incident over the weekend I just couldn't wait to talk to you about this morning. It's my first five for today and has to do with Drew Brees, who's a very famous and well-known and really well-loved quarterback for the New Orleans Saints. He did a little piece, a little public service video, uh, which I wanna ask my incredibly wonderful producer, Matt, to play for you. And then I'm gonna tell you what unbelievably unfolded as criticism of him based on this video. And this is clip one. Hey guys, Drew Brees here. One of my favorite verses in the Bible is 2 Corinthians 5, 7. For we live by faith, not by sight. So I want to encourage you to live out your faith on bring your Bible to school day and share God's love with friends. You're not alone. Well, apparently there's a national Bring Your Bible to School Day, October 3rd. I hadn't heard about it. Little public service, sweet message. And honestly, from someone who is so well-loved, well-respected, especially by young children, an athlete, a famous, successful athlete, encouraging them to share their faith. That was the little piece that brought about the headline I'm going to ask next to have the incredible, wonderful Matt put up for you, uh, which is a caption from the article, from an article on Deadspin. Drew Brees appears in video for gay conversion therapy sickos, doesn't understand what the big deal is. That was actually a headline on a website called Deadspin. These people... The American left, the, and this is, we talked about this last week, it's a continuation of something I talked about last week, the astonishing aggression, belligerence, confrontational nature of the LGBTQ community, world. They're complaining because Drew, Drew Brees did that video encouraging kids to bring your Bible to school on Bring Your Bible to School Day, and that effort, I guess, or at least the video was sponsored by Focus on the Family, which is a a Christian pro-family group. The Outrage Express had to do with the fact that Focus on the Family has put out statements essentially supporting traditional marriage and also in supporting conversion therapy, which whether you do or don't support it, he, Drew Brees, didn't say a word about it. He just said what you saw. And then, of course, the folks on family also talked about the idea of tra- they they're don't favor transgenderism. They believe it violates God's design. These are very commonly held Christian worldviews. Whether you agree with them or not, my point in sharing this story in today's first five is we need to be so alert, so aware of, and not simply surrender or salute to this leftist tyranny that simply shuts down all conversation, all debate, anytime anyone wants to speak up, especially Drew Brees saying 
kids, I love the Bible. I have a favorite Bible verse. Here's what it is. Let me encourage you to take your Bible to school. These people, it is very much at scorched earth, search and destroy mentality the American left uses on issue after issue after issue after issue. The idea that because we don't like something you think, we can make you, we can obliterate your, your uh, persona, we can embarrass you, we can scorn and ridicule, bring about mockery of you because you dared to say something we don't like. And he didn't even say what it was they don't like. He said, bring your Bible to school, but, but because some organization they don't like sponsored it, that was enough. And that one headline I, I just shared with you, there were dozens and dozens of more from left-wing wacko organizations. One. A, Drew, a sports commentator said, Drew Brees created a PSA video for an anti-gay religious cult that believes in conversion therapy and fights against any anti-discrimination laws. Wants kids to bring Bible to school to convert other kids. Other organizations, I mean, just all these terrible headlines over that PSA. So, public service announcement. So, Drew Brees came back with another announcement. I asked Matt the Wonderful to play for us also. Um, I'd like to set the record straight. Um, I live by two very simple Christian fundamentals, and that is love the Lord with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. I think the first one is very self-explanatory. The second one, love your neighbor as yourself. What does that mean to me? That means love all, respect all, and accept all. So that is actually how I live my life. That is what I try to do with my family, with my teammates, with uh, people in my community, with my friends, all people, no matter your race, your color, your religious preference, your uh, sexual orientation, um, your political beliefs, it doesn't matter. Folks, the reason I wanted to play that second PSA, this is a guy who tried to do a simple, sweet thing, encourage kids, bring your Bible to school. He really got pilloried by the leftists. And I want to again tell you the, the point of my, including this in his first five. And again, it's a, a uh, continuation of our discussion from last week. There is a belligerence on the American left. There is a scorched earth mentality, the idea that we will shut down anyone who dares to think or say anything we do not agree with. The antagonism toward Christianity, the antagonism toward traditional views of marriage and family as set out in the Bible. There is no longer a you tolerate and will tolerate or kind of a mutual acceptance that we all need to tolerate each other's differences. The American left has become the most intolerant force in this country. They tolerate no deviation from exactly what they are demanding. And this idea of attacking Drew Brees, a really funny outcome, I don't know what'll happen because Monday night football tonight, we'll find out. But there is a game tonight. There is a, uh, Drew Brees will be playing quarterback on national television tonight. And there was an effort to encourage the fans. Someone said, hey, why don't all the fans um, bring a Bible to the stadium? I don't know if that'll happen, but People are talking about the idea they don't like this just radical, nasty intolerance of the American left for anything they don't agree with. So that, my friends, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm concerned about this because I feel like on issue after issue after issue after issue, the American left is becoming more and more successful in cutting down and eliminating the American political conversation. They're telling America, if you dare to step out of line on any left-wing view, you'll be pilloried, you'll be insulted, you'll be name-called, you'll be embarrassed, you'll be shamed, we will shut you up. 
and this is not okay in America. Thank goodness Drew Brees had the composure and the clarity of thought and the willingness to stand up and say, no, I actually, I still love the Bible. And I still encourage kids to bring their Bible to school and bring your Bible to school day. But this idea of the left just being utterly intolerant is something we're seeing more and more, and it has to be called out every time point out that all the left claiming the ones to be the ones that stand for tolerance and diversity inclusion the american left the most intolerant political force in america today and that my friends is today's first five i want to turn and talk about a story that um i think we uh you know is a touches on climate it's just a little bit of a teaser story before i get to the real i want to talk about the uh cnn uh, they held a town hall last week with the Democrat presidential candidates on the subject of climate. It was like seven hours. It was painful. I didn't watch it, to be clear. I watched snippets. But seven-hour town hall on climate change sponsored by CNN for all the Democrat presidential candidates. But before I get to that story and to talk about the things they said versus reality, there was a story I wanted to share with you, uh, which has to do with one of those ships. You know, a lot of climate... Um, true believers in climate change, those deeply, deeply concerned about the idea that the um, you know climate change is happening, that the glaciers are melting, the polar ice is melting, that we're all going to float away. Um, one of those ships was headed up to the, um, the North Pole. They, and, and was this ship filled with climate scientists and as well as climate tourists, people who, and it was a documentary film team going up to uh, the North Pole trying to to record and prove and show how the the, uh, polar ice is just disappearing because of climate change. The ship called the the, the MS Malmo, M-A-L-M-O, got stuck in the ice. The ice they say that isn't there, the ice that's disappearing. So this ship, the MS Melmo, 16 passengers on board, got stuck in ice on September 3rd off of the long nearby in Svalbard archipelago, halfway between Norway and the North Pole. It was so bad, they were so stuck in the ice they say that doesn't exist, that they had to fly in a helicopter to rescue the people, to drop down and rescue the people off of the boat because it is stuck in the ice. And this isn't the first time, in fact, it's at least the fifth time a known expedition heading off to the North Pole or South Pole to prove that climate change is melting the ice caps literally gets stuck in the ice. It would be comedy if it weren't so serious about the political agenda that the American left holds and the climate change advocates hold. And that's what we're going to turn to next. But that's that story, by the way. Uh, there was a very funny line I want to read to you before I close out this, uh, you know, cl- climate, um, this, uh, you know, climate cult getting iced was there was a reporter covering this, telling the story about the 16 climate change warriors were evacuated by helicopter in challenging conditions. All are safe, which of course you want to have seven crew members remain on the board waiting for Coast Guard to come and get them out of the ice. The reporter on this story, just describing what happened, wrote, something's very wrong with Arctic ice. Instead of melting, as ordered by the UN, it captured the ship with climate change warriors. So anyway, it's, you know, it's a little bit funny because it is, it's just so absurd. It's like the times they have a climate uh, march or a, you know, Earth Day march or a climate protest and they ha- and because or global warming protest and they have to cancel because of an ice storm, which has happened more than once. But that was my little story, a little bit of entertainment about the um, 
this kind of climate cult stuff and getting iced. But I want to turn now and talk about the CNN uh, town hall last week. Last week, CNN held a town hall for the Democrat presidential candidates. There's actually a one-on-one -on, -one on stage for each of them to go up and talk about you know, their view on, cl on climate change, on global warming, what they want to have done, what they stand for, and all of that. So we, they had a, uh, a series of one-on-ones. I want to play a few of the things they actually said. And then I want, what I really want to challenge you, and I want to start and end this segment by saying this, everyone, on the planet Earth wants clean air and clean water. All politicians, all oil company officials, all people, every continent, everybody, every background, everybody wants a clean and safe environment. We want clean air and clean water. Nobody is knowingly and intentionally destroying the climate. There is a group of people in this world, the climate change advocates, true believers, who are convinced that the world is about to come to an end in 10 years or 12 years due to climate change. And this has been planted, this seed of thought has been planted in America now for, for decades. This idea that the climate is changing and that somehow we're in great peril and we need to do something drastic in order to save ourselves from this impending climate change. I'm gonna talk about some of the things in just a moment that don't really add up. But first let me have Matt the Wonderful play. clip. This is clip four, the CNN Climate Town Hall. Uh, we'll start, that. it's a series of just short clips by several the different Democrat presidential contenders. Now, I think we need a president, hopefully Bernie Sanders, that reaches out to the world, to Russia and China and India, and Pakistan, all the countries of the world, and say, guess what? Whether you like it or not, we are all in this together. Let's talk in language that is understood across the heartland about faith. You know, if, if you believe that God is watching as poison is being belched into the air of creation, and people are being harmed by it. Countries are at risk of vanishing in low-lying areas. Who do you suppose God thinks of that? And so my plan actually calls for new civil rights legislation to be able to address environmental injustice, including, <laughs> including making sure that there is a private right of action to go to, to uh, file lawsuits against polluters. This I'm telling you folks, I want to play those three. We're going to play in just a second here. We're going to play uh, clip six, is, uh, uh, in particular something that Bernie Sanders said. But I just want to hit on a few points that these people were saying. The entire town hall, seven hours, put on by CNN, dedicated just to climate change and all the presidential contenders Actually, I think Kamala Harris might have had a conflict and she did her separately, but in any case, they were all there. Let me just point this, this out, uh, starting in reverse order. You had Julian Castro saying that he would give a private right of action. Let me explain in plain English what that means. Every climate activist in this country, under legislation he would support as president, would have the right to go to court and sue 
Who knows? Sue oil companies, sue manufacturers, sue oil processing plants, sue anyone they wanted to to claim that the conduct of that entity is hurting the climate. Currently, those kind of suits are thrown out because the plaintiff lacks standing. We have, fortunately, in law, the concept that you can't sue somebody else just because you don't like what they're doing. You have to have standing. There are legal standards that apply. He's saying he would support a law that gives anyone in the country, and this town hall, by the way, was filled with people desperately frightened and afraid of climate change. I mean, some of them asking their questions could barely hold back their tears to ask their questions. They had young people just imploring Biden, for example, say, can you, you know, you're an old guy, you don't understand, and you, you have, you have oil, friends in oil companies and they've supported you, and don't you understand, I mean, just hysterical. And so those people all could tie up industry officials and major corporations in courts for decades because if Castro got his way. Just one little example, it's not just that it's an inane idea, it is that the idea itself would, it is a, a symbol, it's a mechanism used by Castro to give power to people who are completely lame, have no idea what they're talking about, who want to go to court and, and, and tie up time in court arguing over these things, it simply would advance the climate change agenda. The companies would finally say, whatever we gotta do, we can't be sued all the time. Uh, then you had Buttigieg about this God is watching. You know, it's a really interesting thing. The the, the uh, idea that, and, and we'll talk more about this either today or on another show, but there is more talk on, on the part of conservatives and Christians with the idea that this whole climate change you know, movement, this climate change fear, this, this you know, climate change um, activism is really arguing from the start that there is no God. That is the premise of it. There's no God, there's no creator. All that really exists is the earth just happened to come into existence by some, you know, long ago uh, bang or whatever, explosion and that all of life is meaningless and we're, and we're just, this, this whole notion of climate change has to do with the idea that, that God doesn't exist. And that this power, this omnipotent power that is God doesn't exist. In fact, some of the comments after this Buttigieg seg segment in, in, online, people are saying, what's he bringing God into this for? What does God have? have to do with anything. And there really is a growing a willingness and awareness on the conservative side to say, you know, I really think it's a little bit arrogant of the climate activists to assume that we, mere mortals, mere creatures on this earth, would have the power to destroy the, the creation God has made, destroy the earth, because of a, the uh, you know parts per million of particles of one kind or another in the climate, it's a little bit absurd. And I actually think more people of faith are waking up to that argument. That you know, come on, this is getting crazy. You think that you know X percentage of particles of CO2 versus something else versus uh, in, the, in the environment could actually kill us all. And so I think it's actually a great thing that you have more awareness um, that the uh, that there this Buttigieg kind of raised the wrong point. I think. Uh, and the last one, I'm actually going to go ahead and ask uh, the very wonderful Matt to play uh, clip six. This is Bernie. I want you to hear Bernie Sanders, what he had to say at this town hall relating to, and let me do one quick thing before we put on Bernie. Bernie Sanders has already proposed a 16 trillion, trillion, 16 trillion dollar package to fight climate change. He says it's over a 15 year period, but still $16 trillion. And I want you then to hear what he has to say about climate change. 
That is, everybody in this room knows. I mean, this is a difficult issue. Nobody has a magical solution, I don't. But this is not just an American issue. This is an issue that impacts the entire world. So what I would do, unlike President Trump, who has turned his back on this issue, in fact, made it significantly worse uh, by uh, expanding the use of fossil fuel, what I will do, and I'm not here to tell you that I think it will happen like this, but I think it's worth the try, that in this extraordinary moment of global crisis, I think we need a president, hopefully Bernie Sanders, that reaches out to the world, to Russia and China and India, Pakistan, all the countries of the world, and say, guess what? Whether you like it or not, we are all in this together. And if you are concerned about the children in your country and future generations, we're going to have to work together. And maybe, just maybe, instead of spending a trillion and a half dollars every single year on weapons of destruction designed to kill each other, maybe we pool those resources and we work together against our common enemy, which is climate change. I'm actually genuinely, sincerely beginning to worry about Bernie Sanders' sanity. I know people say crazy Bernie all the time, but I want you to hear in that, and I could have played dozens of more clips, there were many clips worthy of being played, but I want to make clear that what the left is doing with this issue is planting and fomenting fear, hysteria, and outrage. They are planting and fomenting fear, hysteria, and outrage. They're causing ignorant people to actually think that there are legions of politicians, people who work in the oil and gas industry, people who work in the fossil fuel industry, people who work in fracking, people who develop energy, that all of these people would willingly and knowingly go forward doing what they do, recognizing that they are destroying the planet and we're all gonna die. That is what they are really arguing, that th these people, all of them, every one of those candidates up there, by the way, we're talking about the Green New Deal in a moment, but every one of those candidates was trying as hard as they could to virtue signal their awareness of the problem, their outrage that they can't get the every change they want done, the idea that people dare to question climate change, that people dare to talk about climate change in any way other than just salute to whatever plan they come up with. And this is truly, it's going to be I mean, you may listen to my show and think we have a bunch of issues on the table in 2020, like border security and America's identity and immigration policy and tax policy and, and just all sorts of issues. But for some people, the idea that the earth might end and that there are people, I mean, millions of people in our country who know the earth might end and don't care, they actually may vote on that issue. So I want to go through because it's important if you listen to this show and you know how much I talk about America and preserving America, it's important to be able to talk about these ideas in a way that is intelligent, conversant, sharing facts, sharing information. Let me start with a, uh, this is now Matt the Wonderful, clip five. This is a, a news article headline. I want you to see the headline first. first. The UN predicts disaster if global warming not checked. I want you to read that caption again. The UN predicts disaster, okay, if global warming not checked. I wanna just tell you the substance of that article. They talk about a senior UN environmental official says entire nations could be wiped off the earth by rising sea levels if the global warming trend is not reversed. Coastal flooding, crop failures will create an excess of echo, echo refugees, threatening political chaos. 
Governments have a 10-year window of opportunity to solve the greenhouse effect before it goes beyond human control. Warming is happening. Polar ice caps are melting. Ocean levels are going to rise by three feet. They describe areas around the world. Coastal regions will be inundated. One-sixth of Bangladesh could be flooded, displacing a fourth of its 90 million people. On and on and on and on and on. Just, just catastrophic, end-of-world type predictions. And that article was from 1989. And the predictions they said that I was just reading to you in that article, if we don't do something drastic by the year 2000, it's all over. The world ends. This was the UN, not some goofball, you know, Occupy Wall Street protester. This is the UN, the alleged experts that we're supposed to be listening to to get information to understand what is true and what is not true. My point in this entire segment is that facts still matter. Truth matters. It matters what is true. It matters what the true measures are saying. It matters what's really happening, not what climate models predict will happen. We don't have to salute to the UN just because they put out scary predictions and they continue to do it. There were two UN officials who's, I've read these on the show before, their names and where the statements were made, two UN officials who admitted on the record that the basic agenda of climate change is global wealth redistribution. It is the purpose of climate change to force, to justify, to scare people into agreeing to a massive global wealth redistribution. Now, my buddy, Matt, we actually have a, 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 a I think I called it a, um, I can't remember what it was, but it's the, the graph we have that has, it, this is a graph showing a big study done recently. And I don't know if you can see well what you're looking at, but I'm gonna tell you basically what this graph is saying. The If you can see, there are, pink lines across the top. And these, these are measures, pink lines are the data provided by the various measures that the UN, the IPCC, rely on these climate models they create. Because much of the fear mongering about climate change comes from climate models. They say, well, we've put this factor and this factor and this factor in, and you can tell, we can model the future, we can prove what will happen, and look at this. So the pink lines all across the top, you're going to the top of the screen on temperature, uh, temperature anomalies that will happen on all these various factors they measure. What you're seeing at the bottom is truth is actual numbers, is scientists, and there was a group that just wrote a recent report talking about the difference between reality, between truth, and what the climate models say. The truth is, you see the blue line toward the bottom, much of the change that the, the left claim was gonna happen is not happening, it's just not there. The truth is, there is not this hysterical, unbelievable you know, rise and in, in, in danger flowing from all these models that the climatologists think up. This is a paper by John Christie, the director of the Earth System Science Center and distinguished professor of atmospheric science at the University of Alabama in Huntsville and an Alabama State climatologist. So. When real climatologists do real studies and show you that the left's fear-mongering models are inaccurate, you know what usually happens to them? Because we've talked about this in the show before. They lose their jobs. In fact, we've talked about professors who even dare whisper a hint of, maybe I'm not on board with this climate change agenda, and they lose their jobs lose their jobs. In fact, one professor was writing about the idea, no matter what 
department you're in, no matter what issue you want, if you apply for grant money, research money, and you don't, you don't kowtow to the climate change agenda, agenda, you don't say somewhere in your application for the grant, this, oh, and climate change, by the way, let me throw in climate change, you're less likely to get money. The climate change agenda has just overtaken public schools, public universities, professors everywhere. And so young people graduating from high school these days are unaware that there are actually a world of people who don't in any degree agree with a climate change uh, catastrophe model. And I want to just tell you one other thing. We, you know, we're going to keep hitting this issue because the left is going to have a field day between now and the 2020 elections on climate change because President Trump has pretty much dismissed it. And he is permitting the growth of fossil fuel development. He supports fracking. He supports, he supports getting the resources out of our earth that that make life comfortable and successful for all of us. I want to hit one other specific point today on this climate change thing. You hear expert after expert and you hear public officials and the and President Obama and all sorts of speakers say, well, there's a 97% consensus among scientists that man-caused catastrophic global warming is a real threat. And please recognize all the adjectives I said. Everybody understands the climate changes. Everyone understands the climate up, up and down. Since way before man lived on Earth, the climate has changed. Temperature averages have changed. The ice pack has changed. This is climate. This is just life. But what you have, you had start and get planted in the minds of people who didn't know was the idea that even though climate always changes, we're now at a phase that somehow man caused climate change. Oh, anthropomorphic. Man caused climate change is happening and is, it is catastrophic. Now, no one's saying that man's presence on earth has no impact at all. No one's arguing that. No one's saying that, you know, we have no impact in the environment at all. The question is how significant is our impact on the environment? And how significant is the danger caused, the, the change caused by the presence of man on Earth? And then if you think anything of those two considerations, what is the right resolution? What do you do about it if you're the American people, if you're the country, if you're the government? What do you do if you think, well, there might really be an issue here? Well, I'm going to start with this 97% um, uh, figure because, as you know, you hear it over and over and over and over, and it is a myth. I urge you, if you're listening to this and you've never been to my website, go to americacanwetalk.org. I'm pretty sure I put a link to this article up. If I didn't, I will put it up. It's called The 97% Solution, but you can read this many, many, many places. This 97% statistic is used over and over to just mock, ridicule, and silence climate scientists and regular Americans who say, this doesn't make sense to me. I mean, this doesn't make sense that you think that this massive earth could be destroyed by the presence of man and by the, you know, relatively speaking in the grand scheme, the small amount of what we do adding to what the environment has. So let me just tell you where that 97% number came from. In 2009, there was a University of Illinois master's student named Kendall Zimmerman, and she had an advisor, Peter Duran. They did a two-question online survey and they concluded, based on the results of that survey, that the debate on the authenticity of global warming 
and the role played by human activity is largely non-existent among those who understand the nuances and scientific basis of long-term climate processes. So they did a big online survey. It was about 3,200 people, and they concluded, two-question survey, based on that survey, that there was a 97% consensus about that, that man-caused, well, they were talking about global warming. Man-caused global warming, climate change, is, is, da- is dangerous and is real, and that's the real cause. However, the facts they did not bother to tell you, only 5% of the people who responded, 5% were climate scientists. The others are probably people like to hang around Bernie Sanders and go to those town halls at CNN and, oh yeah, I get to weigh in, sure, I'll do that. So 5% of this massive number, so it's 160 people, were actually climate scientists. Among those 160, only 79 self-reported as being climate scientists and actually having published papers in a, in, in a journal that is um, you know, a peer-reviewed journal. And the reason that's significant is you can say I'm a climate scientist because you majored in climate science, but you've actually been working as a gardener since then, or you've been working as an architect. I mean, people who are accomplished enough to get published in peer-reviewed journals down to 79 people. And among those, there were people who were used varied expressions of how significant they thought the human factor was in this climate, in, in, the, in the changes they're observing in climate. They, they could pick things like, it's a significant contributing factor, blah, blah, blah. So the bottom line was, it was not nearly the numbers that they, they came up with. It was a complete farce, as a matter of fact. And some of the people in the, uh, whose data was used in the survey actually complained later, climate scientists saying, you misinterpreted what I said. I don't want to be viewed like that. So it's 97% gets planted. So that, that was published. And then there was, there, I mean, there are three other scientists who went through different studies. All of them essentially, when you look at what they were using for their data, it is not true that there are 97% of climate scientists in the country or in the world who agree that man-caused catastrophic global warming or global climate change is real. There are not. There are plenty of well-informed climate scientists who completely dismiss this bunk. On top of that, you have many times, as I'm sure you've read over time, you have all sorts of predictions by the climate scientists that don't come true. You know, we're back to 2000, the, it was supposed to be all done for us by, by then. You know, here we are in 2019, seems like everything seems pretty fine to me. You know, you have predictions from climate scientists, you can, in fact, they often run them on Earth Day, all sorts of predictions made by climate scientists that were, to use the words from the AEI, an AEI article, spectacularly wrong. And my question to you is this, how much change do we make to American policy to how much power do we surrender to the government? How much do we give when these people are wrong over and over and over and over when every time the climate data is wrong, every time their models are way off and predict far worse numbers than are actually true, every time, in fact, they, even though we've had, I can't remember which, whether it's Antic, uh, Arctic or Antarctic, but in one arena, the, the ice cap is growing, the other was diminishing some, they have endless stories about discovery of some ice cap they thought was about gone. In fact, it's bigger and thicker than ever. They go on and on and on and on. It's like they've discovered, they have settled on the idea that climate change is real and no facts ever, man caused catastrophic climate change is real and no cause ever 
no facts ever, nothing that ever happens can change their view. This is where the left is. And now I want to get around to why the left is there. Climate change. There probably are, I mean, there are millions of people who just believe in man-caused catastrophic climate change as, you know, the end of the world, the, uh, you know, we're, we're about to all die. And, and, you know, we have the endless we're about to all die pronouncements from people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She's now given us a 12-year break. I guess we now have whatever it is she's saying till 2030. But you have to recognize what the agenda is of the left in order to help you see they are using the climate change agenda to gain political power. The climate change agenda is about getting political power. The Green New Deal is one example. The Green New Deal, which isn't a bill yet pending, but it was written by the most extreme elements in America and written as a, as a talking, as a starting point thing. I believe every Democrat candidate running for president, still running for president, um, supports it. Some of them say it doesn't even do enough, but the Green New Deal, parallels exactly the mission of leftists whose mission is essentially to control every aspect of your life. The Green New Deal includes things like, in 10 years, no more cars. You don't need cars. You can use mass transportation. We're gonna have clean, efficient mass transportation. It includes things like uh, getting rid of the most affordable and available energy, which is fossil fuel energy. Gonna get rid of that. We're gonna put in place the less efficient, more costly, harder to produce, completely unreliable, natural forms of energy, sources of energy, the, the wind and, and solar, but it's gonna ban affordable energy, eliminate nuclear energy, Energy, one of the best sources of energy. Uh, there's a little bit of dispute among the Democrats that they want to do that. Uh, eliminate 99% of the cars. And believe me, it's not going to be the politicians' cars that get eliminated. It's going to be yours. It's going to be the people's and, and our ability to travel freely. It is to gut and rebuild every building in this country, every home, every building in this country, retrofit for all sorts of environmental extremist demands. Eliminate air travel. The Green New Deal calls the elimination of air travel. If you, if you could paint a society, paint a vision of the, the utopian vision for a radical leftist who wants complete control of every human being in this country, you'd write the Green New Deal. It doesn't have anything to do with environmentalism. It doesn't have anything to do. It's all about control of the people, crushing the freedom of this country, the freedom of the people to live in liberty, um, eliminating all air travel, uh, a government guaranteed job. That's flat out communism. Just call it what it is. If the government takes money from other people through taxes and large taxes and, and taxes for the purpose of redistributing and can promise people jobs, the only way they have the money to promise everybody a job is to take more money away from other people. It's a massive wealth redistribution. It's, it is beginning, is planting the seeds of very firm and radical socialism on the way to communism. Free education for everybody, just like free everything for everybody. This is in the Green New Deal. Nothing to do with the environment, nothing to do with climate change, but it's in the Green New Deal. It's part of what the left is in organizing principle of the left in this country today. Um, this whole idea of free money, it basically says they're gonna make sure everybody, the term in the Green New Deal was, they're gonna be able to provide economic security, Green New Deal, economic security for everyone unable or unwilling to work. 
It is very much going after meat and all these clowns at the Democrat, uh, at the CNN Democrat town hall, banning straws, banning meat. You know, who are you to have a cheeseburger? You can't have one. You have to see the Green New Deal and the climate change mission of the American left is all about gaining complete, absolute, unrelenting control over America. It is about destroying the freedom of America. It's that radical. And if you think for a moment that they won't do this, or at least attempt it, if they get into office, if you think that any one of those people running on the Democrat side won't do this agenda because it's too radical, it's too extreme, they're behind it, friends. They're behind it. This is not, this is not a pretend election. This is not a fantasy. That I mean, It is a fantasy. It's crazy level fantasy. But it is exactly what they mean to do. They mean it when they tell you they want to do these things. And you don't have one Democrat on that stage willing to say the Green New Deal is nuts. In America, we do not guarantee economic security for all citizens. We do not guarantee free education. We do, it has, and it couldn't give you the whole list. They have housing is in there, free housing, guaranteed safe, affordable housing, redoing every building in America. This is a complete government-controlled society cooked up by the American left, and you don't have one Democrat running for president willing to say this is outrageously un-American. When I talked to you yesterday or last week about the idea that freedom is on the agenda this fall, freedom is on the ballot in 2020, this is a perfect example of what I mean. Freedom is on the ballot in 2020. We better be wide awake to what the left will do if we give them the right and the ability to do it. They, they are not joking around. The, you don't find centrist Democrats even thinking about running for president. They don't have the base to do it. They, so they go further left and further left and further left. I'm going to close out the segment by saying we're going to be spending more time talking about um, Elizabeth Warren because I think if no one else, if no other Democrat gets in the race for president, I think she'll be the nominee. She's trying very hard now to position herself as, well, Bernie Sanders, he's a socialist. I'm kind of more a capitalist. She's a rabid far left socialist. We'll talk about why uh, sometime soon on this show. But I want to I want to, you know, close up this section, this um, discussion today about the uh, CNN and, and the whole climate change thing to say you have to recognize it for the radical power grab it is you have to see it for the radical power grab it is the last topic i want to hit today very very quickly is a communist china um has is announcing they have an upcoming uh parade they they're they're celebrating their 70th anniversary china is uh, 70th anniversary of the takeover of China uh, by the communists. And so this is actually a parade. I think it's October 1st. So in anticipation of the, of the military parade in cities around the country of China, they have clamped down on, they've had, it's been an illegal since September 5th in China. No stores can sell scissors, can sell knives, kitchen knives, hammers, or axes. They have clamped down on the parade routes. They have every city where there is going to be a march has all sorts of new rules and restrictions. They have every police officer and military official in China is forbidden starting September 5th until the day after this March, October 2nd, forbidden from drinking any alcohol. This is a communist country. They are not celebrating the people's freedom. They are messaging to the people of China 
we're in charge. We're going to have massive military processions, massive parades. We're going to remind you who's in charge. No one's going to be out of line. They had one activist in China somehow got to speak to somebody basically saying, you know, he's, he's a pro-democracy activist. Um, and he talked to Radio Free Asia and said basically to, ma- to maintain stability in all aspects, officials don't care about the law, freedom of speech, freedom of movement. The only purpose is to make sure the military parade can be done. You know, I got to tell you, folks, it's such a contrast to think about what we do in America with our July 4th parades, our celebrations of America and what the communists do, which is basically announced we're going to show you people we're in charge and you have no freedom. And now I want to turn, and we're almost out of time, but I want to turn and talk to you about why the stories you talked about today matter to you. First story we talked about today was the Drew Brees kerfuffle, and this is why it matters to you. You know, this NFL, this quarterback in the NFL that is, who is um, just a, uh, he, I didn't even, he's a pillar of the community. He does charities, all those great things. The idea, he records a 30-second video in support of Bring Your Bible to School Day. He knows his favorite scripture, we walk by faith, not by sight. That is one of the great, many, many, many great passages in scripture. Uh, pilloried by the leftist media mob, why? Because tolerance is a one-way street with the American left. And the, L- the leftist LGBTQers are sympathizing. The media headline, Drew Brees appears in video for gay conversion therapy. He didn't even talk about that. In fact, he's spoken up on behalf of LGBTQ people in his own city. Uh, doesn't understand what the big deal is. You know, but the whole, the big deal is that the American left feels perfectly free to demonize any organization that dares to speak publicly against any issue they want. The intolerance, the home of intolerance in America today is the American left. The idea that you revere the Bible and its teachings is characterized as bigoted, hateful, anti-gay. To believe in the Bible and that it contains moral teachings are important to humanity is to be made a fool. We need to wake up the left's mission among many, is to eradicate the Bible and Christianity from American culture. On this climate change scam, the common sense questions are never really answered except by, shut up. If science is settled, why have so many major climate change predictions been wrong? Why have the five, well, five vessels now on this uh, anthropomorphic global warming, you know, the climate change thing, research ships had to be rescued from ice. Why doesn't any report ever say, doesn't this kind of undercut your point? When fraud in the numbers is exposed or debunked, why doesn't the media cover it? The 97% consensus, no one ever covers it. It's been thoroughly debunked over and over. If the concerns over fossil fuels, why not support nuclear? If the leaders are serious, why don't they condemn China and India, far worse polluters than America ever has been? And on this scam, you have to understand the political mission of the climate change scam. Every totalitarian leftist initiative takes away your freedom and your money. Bernie Sanders, all the Dems want to use fighting climate change to enact enact massive wealth wealth redistribution, overhaul the free market economy, massive control over your choices as to food, energy, housing, transportation. People, everyone cares about and supports a good environmental policy that promotes a clean environment. Environment and climate are two different things. The climate change movement is a fear-mongering leftist Trojan horse that will crush freedom and justify growing government control over the American people. And finally, in communist China, when you think about it, China's celebration of communism is a show of force against the people by the government. In America, we the people willingly celebrate our July 4th freedom. The celebration of communism is accompanied by strict government limits on the people because they know, they fear the people's opposition. 
I want you to note the similarities between the leftists in America and the communists in China. Government-controlled society and industries, limits on wealth and income, intolerance for religion. Marx and Lenin both said socialism is a stepping stone to communism. Protecting freedom in America requires understanding it and eternal vigilance. And that, my friends, is America Can We Talk for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Please share this video. Invite your friends to this Facebook page or to YouTube, wherever you're watching. Encourage them to listen. Subscribe to the page. Love having you do that. Love hearing from our listeners. You can email me at americacanwetalk at gmail.com. And at the end of the day, I'll tell you, folks, I do this show every day, Monday through Thursday, 3 p.m. Central Time, to speak up for the most extraordinary extraordinary experiment in human liberty, which is America. I speak up because America matters. Talk to you tomorrow. America, can we talk truth about America? Can